0: and walking with you. Um, We're going to continue the sermon series that we started back in the beginning of the year. We wanted to, about every month, talk about um, our relationship and talk about how that applies to you all and how that applies um, and how the gospel applies to us. And so we're walking through a book called The Meaning of Marriage. And uh, this is by Timothy Keller. If you have not read the book, I would strongly recommend it. And Ro brings it. Um, yeah, I would strongly recommend it. Um, it's, it's an amazing book on marriage. Even if you're not married, um, it's important that, that if you're, especially actually if you're not married, you need to understand God's view of marriage. You need to understand what God had intended when, it, when, it, when, when he, he invented marriage. And um, it's important for you as a, as, as a single person, but it's also important for those of us who are married, um, for those of us who want to be married, for those of us who are married, And maybe wish we weren't married (laughs) uh, for those. (laughs) Those of us who have been married I'm uh, trying to cover all the spectrum here um, it's important that we understand what God says about marriage and I believe that it's it's transformational to us and to our lives when we when we understand what God has to say because the Bible has a lot to say about marriage and the Bible's written to single people as well it's a demonstration it's a visible demonstration of of God on the earth and so uh, we're learning about jesus we're learning about God and we're learning about each other and so today is no different we're going to continue uh we're on chapter six of the book, by the way, which um, is entitled "Embracing the Other." So we have a few scriptures for you, and just like to walk you through um, some scriptures here. Genesis uh, chapter one, uh, verse twenty-six through twenty-eight. God says, um, "Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness." Um, let them, and, and and that's important. That the original intent of God to make man was to create. His image on the earth. He said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle. That's, that's steak. Come on, somebody. Um, over all the earth and over every creeping thing, the stuff you step on, and, uh, that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. This is important. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And so today we're talking about embracing the other. Well, you can't get much more other than male and female. You can't get much more opposite. And um, that's what we're going to talk about today. Moving on to verse 28. Uh, Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, both of them. And God said to both of them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now let's go to Ephesians um, chapter five, and this is really the passage that we've been reading a lot um, as we talk about marriage. Ephesians chapter five, verse twenty-two, uh, the best verse in the Bible: Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. I never not even
1: get a rise out of me anymore. I'm like meh.
0: I never get any amens anymore at that verse. I don't know why. It's the word of God, people. Which is, by the way, what we're going to be talking about today. So it's going to be fun. Uh, verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. This passage is very countercultural. It's very odd. It's that's why we laugh at it, because it strikes us as strange and, and, and weird. Um, But what we want to do is we want to take the weirdness out of it, and we want to show the gospel in it, Um, because this is the Word of God, and uh, this is God's design. And I think the reason why we find it weird is because we don't think like God does, and so we need to learn how to think like God does. And when you think like God does, you see what a beautiful gift this actually is. Verse 25, by the way, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and was crucified on the cross for her. And lots of amens from the guys. It's quiet now. Oh, it's quiet now. Uh, Verse 26. (laughs) There's there's one guy over there. Uh, Verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water. By the word, that's the purpose of, of, of his giving. And uh, I think we have verse 27 and 28, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And um, these are, amen. Yeah, these, these are passages that we often read at weddings and then sort of sort of, sort of move on to, to the I do section, you know. Um, but what we want to do is we want to focus on God's plan for marriage, the meaning of marriage, and um, how all that works. And so let's just pray real quick before we get into this sermon. Lord, we need you. Uh, <laughs> and we need, we need your revelation here. We need you to come in and, and to show us uh, yourself. We, we, we read your word, but honestly, we have a hard time understanding your thoughts because there's so much higher than ours. Help us Lord raise us up to your level help us to, to see things the way you do. give us the mind of Christ today. Help us to see Jesus. Help us to see Jesus when we when, when see Jesus it, it is the glory of God. He is the, the 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 Incarnation He is God so help us to see Jesus Christ today and let that just change radically change our perspective. Uh, thank you for your, your grace and for your goodness. Um, thank you that football is back in season, even though it's preseason and in a regular middle of the year. We wouldn't even watch that stuff, but now it's like water in a thirsty land. We bless you. Amen. You, you, you notice that, right? It's like you watch preseason games, and halfway through the season, you're like, why did I waste my time watching that? But um, we're, we're talking about embracing the other, which is to embrace the the complete opposite of you. Um, and in marriage, husband and wife, man and woman, you, you, you embrace um, the opposite, uh, uh, just opposite in almost everything. And for us, this is especially true, because um, even if we were both guys or both girls, we would be completely opposite. Um, like, uh, when we first met, that's one of the things that kind of attracted me to her, not in a attraction way, just in a, wow, that's really strange way. <laughs> you know is that like cuz she would tell me about snowboarding and catching pow pow whatever that is and climbing mountains and surfing and she was just an adrenaline junkie and i enjoyed starbucks and shopping in the mall and stuff indoors you know like because the the air conditioning is so much like air conditioning it's like it's like the air that god made but better it's cooler. It doesn't. It's not humid. I love being indoors. And she's always. T- she, we, we met online, and she was just sharing all these random stories about catching pow pow and stuff. And I was just like, "Wow, this is really fascinating." So we never intended to take it any further. I never did. She kind of thought I was cute, so she had other <laughs> motives. But um, which is true? It's totally true. Totally. <laughs>
1: He's a hottie. True.
0: Well, you didn't have to take it away that far. I mean, <laughs>
1: it's
0: just it's trying to stay modest, all right? We're only the world's okayest church, all right? Um, so it was this fascination, I think, with our differences. And the, 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 the wonderful thing about that is when you get married, those differences, you start to see even more differences. Like, we're different on almost every level. Like, even like uh, opening cereal boxes, we are different like i'm the type of person that cereal is a is it it's a meal all day long amen. Yes, amen. come on somebody all right all right I mean, it's breakfast. It's lunch. It's dinner. It's 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 pre dinner. It's post dinner. It's pre lunch. It's, pre-lunch, it's po- I mean, it's just any. I don't know why. It's just it's just perfect meal. Well, this is how like like this is how you're, this is how saved people open the bags, <laughs> of cereal. Okay, if you if you really love Jesus, this is what happens. You 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 open the cardboard box and then you you pull the plastic bag apart. Right? You pull it apart. It's it's very simple and you pull it apart. But when we got married, I went to the, to, to the pantry, got some cereal, and noticed that she wasn't quite saved yet <laughs> because she didn't know about the pulling apart. So she actually, uh, you know, there, there, there's, a, there's a demonic cult that they believe you are to lift up the bag, take scissors, <laughs> and cut the bag. Now, this is easier at the start, I will admit. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, 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 I give you that. But the problem is you lose those three inches yes. of the bag. Yes. <laughs> three inches are important, let me tell you because later on when you're pouring from the bag into the bowl when you have those three inches the cereal goes from the bag to the bowl when you cut off those three inches the cereal goes from the bag to the box to the bowl which isn't that bad of a thing until you're done pouring in which case the cereal which was on its way to the bowl but it only made it to the box does not go back into the bag (laughs) everybody's thoroughly confused at this point But those of you that know what I'm talking about know that you get cereal between the bag and the box, and that is not a good thing.
1: You just have to pull up the bag. It works. Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Again, you gotta do more stuff. And the problem with this is when you go to the pantry and you shake the box to see if there's any left, you think there's some left, but there's really not. It's just the one between the bag and the box, and it's stale a week later. That's why it's not good anyway but yeah with respect to grocery I mean just everything like she like I'm a tripper when it comes to groceries you know like 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 when we go to the grocery store I uh, we, you, you, you have a cart and you collect all your stuff in the cart and then you load it into the car the problem is you don't have that cart when you get home so you have to make trips but Ro is not a tripper no. she believe she still thinks she is the cart she becomes <laughs> the cart yeah. And she's loading up her arms and her legs. And like, I mean, she just, and and I, I got one bag here and one bag here. And I'm going in the house. I'll be back in 30 seconds, get two more bags. And then I'll be back. And she's like, oh, I don't see why you have to make so many trips. And she's just trying to, and I'm like, I don't see why you have to struggle so much. And, you know, I mean, it's hot out in Texas for crying out loud. Like, what's the rush? I mean, just just to make a trip. And so as you can see, we, we have lots of fun as married couples. Um, (laughs) It's the opposite. But uh, what we have found and what we believe to be true is that God actually intended it this way. This was not a surprise to God. God wasn't shocked. Oh my goodness, Harry and Roe are complete opposites. What am I going to do? God sets up opposites um, to attract And especially when it comes to the different genders, uh, male and female, he set them up to be intentionally opposite from one another. In fact, when when God looked down and saw man after he created him, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. Um, So he said, I will make a a helper uh, that is suitable for him. And that word suitable, actually the word suitable, it's a really bad translation. The word suitable means like the opposite, I will make a helper that is like him and that she will be human, but he will, she will be the opposite of him. She will be so completely different from him that, it will, that that's exactly what he needs. He doesn't need somebody else like him. He needs the opposite. And so uh, that, that, that word suitable there means the opposite. So God intended all along to bring along the opposite to us. And this is not necessarily for um, our comfort. This is not for us to feel good. This is for us to be good, which is what God said. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. So I'm going to make him good. So I'm going to bring the opposite of him to bring completion to him. So the purpose, one of the purposes of marriage is completion. And that only happens when two opposites get together. All right. When, when 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 the male and the female get together, you can't get any further on the spectrum of of, of, of of qualities than male and female. And so he puts these two together, and they not only are opposite, but they also bring completion to each other. And so in a way, that's that's really the way he's organized the whole universe: um, um, positives and negatives, uh, you know, uh, 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 plus and minus, and and math. And things like that um, and and uh, he, he he designed these things <laughs> in order to make the literally the world go around, and uh, that's the way that he designed for us to live as well.
1: yeah, I always say that um, God tricked me into marrying Harry or to falling in love with him. He's not my type at all I um
0: Hottie, not your type It's <laughs> <As laughs> true yeah, those yeah, other guys I, you dated
1: uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> no um I but, you know, when we were single and I was a snowboarding, rock climbing, real woman. Um, now I'm a <laughs> baby-toting stay-at-home mummy. But, you know, we'll get back to those rock climbing days.
0: You are a shopping cart. A least. shopping cart,
1: that is true. Um, that trained me for it. Um, mm. I, you know, I don't think I had a pr- problem with submission in those days because I never picked a boy that wanted me to submit to them. They always just wanted to defer leadership to me. So it was wonderful because I got to be in control all the time. You know, and so then God tricked me into this one, and um, He actually wanted to be a leader, and um, I had to come to the place. I remember the first time Harry said to me that um, commitment is a good thing, and I was like, oh, <laughs> "I'm not sure I agree. Um, <laughs> commitment might mean that I might be trapped, and I cannot escape at any given moment, and go and carve some pow-pows.
0: Mm, carve, yeah, sorry, yeah, not, yeah. Catch. You not catch.
1: Don't catch. No, catch. ear. Oh. pals.
0: Yeah, You catch ear. <laughs> pals. But
1: nice. um, I must say that Harry is a really easy person to submit to because he's so trustworthy. And I don't say that for a laugh. I say that with great... Um, gen- I'm being very gen- general. Not general. I'm being very... Genuine. Genuine. Thank you, sweetheart. Yeah. See how he completes me? Do you see that? Um, and being very genuine with that, he's, he's a very safe person. I think I purposely, when I was um, dating, chose men that were not safe to submit under because I didn't really want to submit under them. And so I purposely mm. chose people that were so much fun to hang out with, great guys. Um, most of them loved the Lord. Some of them didn't. But, um, you know, they, they loved life, but they didn't want to be a leader. And so that was a very comfortable place for me. I didn't have to submit under them. And then um, God tricked me into falling in love with this one, and I had to come to the place where I was like oh, I need to submit unto this one. But then just as close as that thought was, I actually want to submit unto this man. Mm. I trust this man, and I trust his relationship with the Lord. And then God started showing me that Jesus had lived in my role, in a submitted role Mm. to the Father. He only did what the Father wanted him to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. In fact, that's something that that we really wanted to do. Because when we talk about these gender roles, especially when we talk about wives submit to your husband, there's been so much abuse surrounding that scripture. And so many people have used that to subjugate women Mm -hmm. (laughs) and control women and to dominate. And and it's, it's not of God. That's not good. And so there's some, when, when we read that, one of the reasons why people chuckle is because everybody comes to it with a different understanding, and so we thought the best way is to really show Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so in Philippians chapter 2, I'd like for us to read the scripture together. This really does show what we mean um, by submission. Jesus Christ, who, by the way, was not subjugated to anybody, he was not, I mean, he is king of kings and lord of lords, he is, he's not weak, he is very strong, um, is, 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 is our, is our example for this. In verse 3 of chapter 2, it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. And that's, 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 the, that's the heart, I think, of submission. Let each of you look out not only for your own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ. This mind, like the mind that looks out for the good of others, was in Jesus Christ, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. In other words, he is God, and there's no contesting that. There's no questioning that. But this is what he did. He made himself of no reputation. He stripped off the reputation of God, the, 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 the blazing glory of the presence of God The angels have to cover their face when they're in his presence. He stepped out of that, and he took on the form of a bond servant. A bond servant is a kind of servant that offers himself up that says, I would like to be your servant. Would you, would, would you allow me to serve you? And that's the kind of servant that Jesus was. He came in the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of man. Now for us, we're, we've always been man and so we've always been human so that's not a big deal. But for God to, to shrink down to becoming a human, it's, 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 it's sort of like if you and I were to decide to become a maggot You know, but but it's infinitely greater. The the distance between a maggot and you is infinitely greater than the distance between God and and human. And He became less than a maggot for us. He 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 stripped off His glory and His the faculties of His power, and He He laid those aside. Still being God, decided to put on human flesh and being found in the appearance of man, He humbled Himself even further. Like it would have been a huge jump for him to come down and be Superman. Right? To be, you know, Clark Kent who occasionally rips off his shirt and he's got the big S on the and he like that would have been a huge compromise for God. But he didn't come as Superman. He didn't come as a king, he didn't come as royalty, instead he humbled himself and became obedient to the, to his father to the point of death, even death on the cross. That's the death of a criminal. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, including his, his own name, including his own name. He lifted him up. And so here we see uh, the dance of the Godhead, that, that the, the Father so loved the world, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And he, he sends his son, and his son willingly goes. Even though his son is equal to the father and is one with the father, his son willingly goes. And because of that, the father desires to elevate and exalt the son, even above himself. He wants the world to see his son. And this is sort of that, that, that dance that, 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 is within, that is within the Godhead. And um, uh, we got a bit of a personal um, illustration of this recently I think I shared about a couple weeks ago Um, and one of our date nights we decided to go um, dancing Um, for uh, we uh, during the summer I should preface we had uh, date nights on Friday nights for anybody any couples that wanted to Uh, we had uh, childcare because basically what we found is a lot of couples were not spending time together and so they would say well we don't have somebody to watch the kids and the husband doesn't organize something So um, we decided to take away those excuses and have somebody to watch the kids and for us to organize something. We all do something together. And um, Ro thought it would be a lot of fun if we took dancing lessons, like a little dance class.
1: So much fun.
0: And she had a lot of fun. It was, um, (laughs) she had a lot of fun, yeah. I I, I don't know that anybody else did, but. (laughs) it was kind of awkward, because I'm not a dancer, Um, I have never danced before, we danced a little slow dance at our wedding for that one song, but you know, that was was it, and um, so we took these dance lessons, but it does, uh, like whenever I start thinking about the dance of the Godhead, how the Father and the Son moving together, it reminds me, of our dance class yeah. and so Roe was wanting to yeah,
1: I think we should, since I think we, we should were to made to be so
0: awkward she was wanting to make everybody else awkward You know, cause that's um, fun. in church uh, s- at least the couples anyway <laughs> so, so uh, if
1: you, you're here with someone that you do not mind getting into a dance pose with go ahead stand up face them just like oh this boy. <sighs> so yeah. this Come is on, the end stand up
0: this is the end as we know it.
1: This is the end as we know so it. So what You're do we fine. do? Okay, ladies, you put we're your left hand on their shoulder. There's David
0: and Bryony. They were in death. They, they, they already know. They okay. already know what they're doing.
1: I wanted to bring you guys up on stage, but Harry vetoed it. I, I did. <laughs> okay, and then man's hand goes on lady's hip. Okay. Look, she's like dragging Ooh. David up. She's like, get out of that seat, boy. Oh, no. That's it. <laughs> and then if you don't have awkward microphones in your hands, you would hold hands. Like but, this? Yeah, yeah, like that. Okay. That's not going to work, though. All right, and then, you know how it goes. The boy is going to lead the first step, okay? So he's going to lead with this little leg right here. So left leg. Yep, left leg, and he's going to move it forward. And as he moves it forward, ladies, yep. you move back. Uh, see? Now, see, none of you died. That was fun. See? I think okay. someone might have
0: fallen over a little bit.
1: <laughs> We've got people down on aisle three. People down. No. Okay. And then he's going to step forward again with his other leg. And uh-huh. feet together. Feet together. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're going to go sideways. Are you ready? Oh, wow. Men are going to lead to the side, to their right. To
0: my right. Yep.
1: Step over.
0: Over. And
1: together. Feet together. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got it. And back again. With and then their, yep. left. And together. Feet together. Oh, well done. Good job. All right, sit down. <laughs> they can dance, honey. We should do dancing again.
0: Okay, well, all right. <laughs> Date date night. Oh, nice. No, we don't. We don't need to dance to. That was our
1: music that was going to happen worship, during the dance. Worship no. music. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and what you see is that is that yeah. Uh, when we say submitting, we don't mean um, that uh, the woman just does everything that the husband says. Um, because in a dance like that, um, if I decide to you know kick my foot forward and you don't move, then you just Get a bruise in your shin. Yeah. It doesn't really work. Um, so uh, what we mean by really uh, being able to 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 have this dance with your spouse and to move like this, and actually when you watch people dance, like like they, it doesn't even look like one is really leading. It's really, When we say lead, we really mean um, take the first step. That's really all it is. Leading is just taking the first step. It's not dominating or domineering. It's being the one to take the first step and to send that to send that cue out to the other one. And so, um, so, 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 so what, what we find is that in, in submission, that, that women have been given the gift of God um, to be able to, um, uh, what, what's the word that, that we're looking for? To be, to be receivers, I, yeah. I, I think is, is, is kind of yeah. the word. We
1: nurture yeah. and we, um, we receive people and we nurture them and we um, want people in our life. We want community.
0: Yeah, women um, discover maturity by connecting with others. Um, men are more independent instead of outer dependent. We are more independent to where we discover maturity by things that we do, like on our own. And uh, we, 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 we look at our life by, by um, achievements that, that we make personally, and then you all make achievements um, corporately, and you, you make That's these things
1: That's why we go to the bathroom together. We're making achievements.
0: That's true. Sure, yeah. <laughs> right, now, a group of
1: girls, you do, you know, you're out at dinner, and you're like, let's all go to the bathroom together and keep chatting.
0: Yeah. And so what we find is that is that we can talk about couples getting on the same page. We can talk about couples learning to dance. But, but, but what has to happen underneath that and really before that is the individual needs to learn the steps. like um, Like, personally we need to not only embrace the other <clears throat> but we need to embrace ourselves and i think one of the reasons why we have such a hard time embracing the other is that we haven't really embraced ourselves we have a hard time embracing us <laughs> who god has called us to be we don't really learn the dance we don't really learn the steps and so so we come together and we try to get some kind of dance going and and, and, and we're looking to the other one to do something or the other one. And, and, and it's just clumsy and awkward, and it doesn't work. And part of it is because personally we haven't really um, learned the steps. And that's kind of what Roe was talking about, that when she was single she had this idea of, um, of her independence and her wanting to be in control. Um, that's, that's not God's plan for her life. And so uh, and, that, and, that's, and that's not the thing that brings her greatest joy. Um, I think that brought her a lot of tension. That brought a lot of tension to her life. That she always felt like she was the one in the driver's seat, needing to, to make the next move. And so, um, when when whenever you are in God's plan, whenever you are walking out God's plan for your life, you become at ease. You become at rest. You become it becomes natural. You see a couple dancing, and if they're good at it, it looks just effortless. It looks like they just they 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 they're just floating. Um, and and that, that's what we would love for each and every marriage here. And we would love it for each and every single person for you to find somebody like that, that you would, that you would just float with <laughs> on, through life and that there would just be, and it's not that there's no trouble or problems, but that every problem would be worked out between you as you learn to dance together. And, um, and I, I think one of the problems that we've done in church is we've often, like, we've gotten a group of, like, single guys together, and we've told them about the kind of girl that they should look for. And then we've gotten this group of single girls together, we told them about the kind of guy they should look for. And so the girls are looking for the right guy, and the guys are looking for the right girl, but nobody's really told the kind of guy they should be, or the kind of girl that they should be. And so I like how Andy Stanley puts it, he said, you need to be the person that the person you're looking for is looking for. Um, all right, so all you single folks, this is this is your mission: to embrace yourself, <laughs> to embrace your God-given self, your gender, the 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 gender that God's given you, to Im- accept that, to see it as a gift, and to embrace it as God intended it to be in your life. Um, and, and, when, and when we do that, then we begin to attract the right kind of people, the right, the, right, the, 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 the person you're looking for is looking for somebody a lot like uh, the person that God's calling you to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and I think as a single person, you can practice um, to work on that. And as a married person, you can work on that. This week when we were preparing this, um, God has been talking to me recently about something I say to my kids you know, as a mum, when you're in the middle of a task and you're you're into that task and you're doing it, and then your kid does something that just does not make getting that task done any easier. You know, whether they spill milk on the floor or whatever happens, I don't know. And so I found myself saying to my kids, you are not making my life any easier. And God challenged me out the other day, he's like, Rowena, is that a Christian value that they should make your life easier? I was like, God. Oh, no. Darn it. (laughs) Surely, Lord, that's what you called them to do. (laughs) Just cater to me. (laughs) But um, he was saying, Ro, that's not a Christian value. That might have been a value that you grew up with. I am a person um, that, in my family of origin, you know, that was just one of the roles in my family is that I was a peacemaker and I made people's lives easier. And it's something that I have learned to value, but it's not necessarily something that God values. He doesn't call my children to make my life easier. Mm. And so I need to learn to submit under that when the Lord starts talking to me about those things Mm. and saying, Lord, I hear you and I'm going to submit under that and what is value to you, Father, what's valuable to him is that my children learn the character that pleases him and that's obedience and that's self-control and that's gentleness and that's kindness. And so I need to talk to them into those areas, not into the areas that I personally want.
0: Yeah, and what happens is when children learn those things, it does actually make the parents' life easier. Yeah, um, it's amazing that the thing you are seeking, when you just seek it, you don't get it. But when, when you submit to God, that's when that's when you get what you are looking for. And so that's what we, that's what we mean by submission. We don't mean like, oh, God's like you know over you with, with a hammer, like you have to do this or else. That's not submission. Submission is God saying, look, I I I want <laughs> to make your life easier. I want to bring rest to your life. And so this is the way, this is the path. And that's what true submission is. True submission is, 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 is her walking alongside me, supporting me, as, as I support her, as I make her life easier, as I serve her. Um, because really, um, submission is a response to servant leadership. So um, I am called to love her like Christ loved the church. And when Christ came to earth for the church, he wasn't on a power trip. He was on a sacrifice trip. <laughs> his whole purpose was to die. His whole purpose was to give of himself. That was it. He is that. I mean, he checks that off his list, and he is done. <laughs> That's what he came for. He came to give. And so, as as a as a man, my job is to give. And so, at, whether you're married or single, um, you can learn how to submit by submitting to God. He's the safest one to submit to. Whether you're married or single, you can learn how to serve by serving God. He's the safest one to serve. Regardless of where you stand today, um, these are God's optimum role for you to embrace. And the problem is our culture kind of we it steers us in in one of two ditches and we were, we were talking about that this week the, the different ditches that each gender has so uh as as a guy there are certain stereotypes and there's certain ditches that us guys fall into um first of all there's kind of machoism um that's one ditch that uh we embrace our manliness and we worship our manliness and so we indulge in manliness. We become—I uh, don't know what. What's the—is it machismo? Is that the—is that the other word? Machismo. Uh, we multicultural church right here, people. Um, World's as okay church. I probably didn't pronounce it right, but it's all good. Um, it's like you know. It's like everything man. Like man, 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 man. So sports, competition, testosterone. Um, uh, just appetite, just just unleashed kind of ape-like appetites. And, and we, were, we, were, we were talking about this, like, how can we demonstrate this? How can we show this? And one of our favorite shows together to watch is the show Friends. I don't know if you guys remember Friends. Um, so uh, we're going to do something that's never been done in church before. We're going to show a little bit of Friends on church because it helps illustrate our point. I think the guy that really illustrates this ditch of manhood in the show Friends is Joey. Like, Joey is straight up, he's just like the macho guy. So we have a little clip just kind of to demonstrate what we mean by, for the lady, by Joey. Cheesecake for the gentleman. Uh, excuse me, sir. There seems to be some sort of red crap
1: on my cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's a raspberry coolie. So stupid ordering cheesecake. Trying to be healthy.
0: <laughs> uh. All right,
1: I'll just have what she's having instead. Oh,
0: I'm sorry, sir, that was our last piece. Mm, mm. Oh, no. I remember the pages. This is work. I should call in. Can you excuse me? Oh, yeah, sure. No problem.
1: <laughs> what are you doing? I thought you don't share food.
0: Sure I do. <laughs> Coolie? <laughs> oh, no. If I can't have your clams, you can't have my dessert. This is a two-way street.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Really? Now this all better be here when I come back. Yeah, of
1: course. I can control myself.
0: (laughs) Stop staring at me! Just a tiny little... (laughs) oh oh. (laughs) I'm not even sorry. Man, uh, yeah. So he's kind of driven by his appetites. He's just in love with his... His manhood. And this, this. I mean, this is this is with girls. This is with food. This is with 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 everything. He's he he is just controlled by 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 his instincts, and um, he's kind of the one ditch of manhood. The, on the other side, and we're not we don't have time to show this clip, but on the other side is Chandler, and Chandler's on the other side of that spectrum, the the, the other ditch um, for for us guys, and he uh, actually finds it hard to initiate anything. You know, he finds it hard to really lead in any capacity. Um, he he finds it he he finds it very easy to be under authority and be told what to do. But he has a hard time. He he just has a hard time leading out at all. So he's ultra dependent um, on other people. And those are the two sides of masculinity. And um, for the two sides of femininity, Ro, it's... Can we show probably. the Monica one? There's a there's a Monica, Monica one.
1: Has um, shows one of the ditches really nice way. Hey, hon, would you help me get the plates down? Yeah. Hey, here's an idea. Why don't we use our wedding china today? <laughs> or we could save them for a fancy special occasion. How about this? You could treat me like I'm an equal or talk down to me like I'm a child. No, I just think that we should save our china for something really special. Like if the Queen of England comes over. Honey, she keeps canceling on us. Take the hint. What if something gets broken? They're so expensive. What is the point of having them if we never use them? Okay, but if something gets broken and then the queen comes over... I will explain it to her. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm gonna let you talk to the queen. Careful. Careful. Careful! I'll tell you what. For the rest of our lives, I'll be careful until told otherwise. There you go. <laughs> Monica might be a little bit controlling. <laughs> might, um, you know, I identify a little bit more with Monica um, than we're going to do um, Rachel's sister later, or Rachel, in that she likes to control the situation. She, I'm definitely not a clean freak like Monica is, but that's Monica's thing, you know. She keeps her apartment clean, and she loves those that china, and she is not letting anybody mess up her world. And so that can be one ditch of... Um, Femininity. It mm. can be too far over the other side that you are not letting anything move you. You are set on your course and by, um, I can't say the H-E-L-L word in America, can no. I? No. Okay. Can do that in New Zealand. By golly. Anybody, by golly, um, nothing's going to get in your way. And then the it's other culture. side of the ditch is um, Rachel, or especially her sister Jill, um, we, have a, we had a scene, we're running out of time, where Jill comes in and she's just come from her father's house where her father pays for everything and she's quite dejected that she has to actually get a job and look after herself and pay her own bills. And the, the other ditch on the side of femininity is clinginess or desperation or just wanting everybody to look after you and not wanting to take any responsibility yourself.
0: Yeah, there is, there is I, I think both for, for men and women, there's a, there's a tendency to worship the gift to, to indulge in it, to say, you know, I'm a man, so I'm Joey. That's kind of worshiping the gift for us guys. And then Rachel would be worshiping the gift for the ladies. It's like just everybody just needs to look after me and, and tell me what to do, and, and I'll just do whatever. And, 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 and then there's another ditch where there's more of a rejection of the gift. Uh, that's Chandler. I don't want the leadership. I don't really want that, uh, that responsibility. And so I'm just going to chill uh, here on the couch, you know. Um, and then uh, the Mo- Monica kind of rejects that gift as well. She says, "I don't want to be in any kind of submission. I don't. I don't need anybody. I don't. Nobody needs me. I'm just in charge, and I want to be in control." And so there's a there's 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 either an, a worshiping of the gift or a rejection of the gift a rejection of the gift in our lives. And what what I would love to see happen is that us as individuals and as married couples and as people looking to be married, that we would fall in love with not necessarily the gift of gender, but the God. Who has given us that gift. Amen. Because ultimately, and I was I was I was praying about this about that this week because I think all of us have some rejection of the gift to some extent. I mean, uh we may not we may not struggle with outright rejection of the gift of gender, but but there are different elements that we that we lament under, and we, we don't want that part, and I don't want that part, I don't want to deal with that part, and so we attempt to to escape that. Or, 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 or we just indulge in it. And I was praying, I said, God, why does it seem like sometimes our gender just doesn't fit us? You know, sometimes it just doesn't reflect what we want. And, and, and God was showing me that, be, that it's because gender is such a powerful gift. It's such a powerful gift. It's stamped in your DNA. I mean, you can't sneeze without telling the world what you are. You're either XX chromosome or you're XY chromosome. I mean, it's every single gender is not something that the doctor you know pulls pulls you out of your mom and says, "Oh, this is what you are." Like that's just your plumbing. <laughs> gender is 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 something that I was being nice. It's your it's you know. G- gender is what, is what God put in your DNA even before that that helped create that, <laughs> that, 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 your, that your little molecule, when you were just a clump of cells, God programmed who you would be. And that's why gender is so powerful, because it, it reaches to every fiber of our identity. And God would never give us such a powerful gift that he would just expect for us then— to walk with it. In fact, most of God's gifts, if not all of them, come with um, come with Him intimately attached to it. He attaches Himself to the gift. It's kind of like uh, in Christmas time. Whenever grandparents um, buy kids stuff, uh, they always seem to buy stuff that requires a lot of assembly. So uh, my kids, you know, they see it on the box. Woo! They open it, and it's just a bunch of pieces. Dad, I need you to go, you know, put it together. And that's really kind of the way I see uh, gender, that it is this amazing gift, but it, God never gave it to us without also offering himself to put it together for us. It's like, you know, we can't figure it out on our own. We can't do it on our own. We need God the gift is not without a need for the giver. And so when we open this amazing gift, we're often thrilled about it until it gets to the point where we need the giver. Then we're like, "Well, wait a minute. This isn't this isn't independence. This isn't this is what I want. This is what I'm going for. This is not this is not me. This is not this is not and it requires some sacrifice." And for me, you know, on on my spectrum of the of manhood, I think I struggle. I I identify more with Chandler. <laughs> Um, you know, I'd rather just kind of sit back and, and just let life happen, and 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 God says, no, you need to get a backbone and stand up and make a decision, you know, and lead, not by dictating, but by being the one to take the first step, being the one to take the first to. And it, this is something that I think a lot of times in Christian circles, husbands feel underqualified to lead because we don't feel as spiritual as our spouse. but it's not about who's the most spiritual it's about who takes the first step and so you might not be as spiritual and if we were to take a spiritual contest I'm probably not the most spiritual one in the room so why should I be the pastor why should I be leading Well, because God called me to take the first step that's it so I take the first step and we 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 plant the church it doesn't mean I'm the most spiritual one in the room and I am probably the most humble, so I'll I'll take that badge, you know. But uh, the moment you take that one, you don't really get it. Uh, If we were to have some kind of... You're just now getting that, all right. If we were to have some kind of spiritual competition, I might not be the winner. But the leader's not always the one who's the most spiritual. It's the one who takes the first step, who, who learns their own dance, embraces what God has called them to do, and then seeks to serve the other and that's really what we talk about when we talk about gender roles we don't want to get into super specific stuff like well who should work outside of the home who should work in the home who should because I think some of that is cultural gender roles and those change for every culture Uh, and sometimes they change within a culture uh, depending on what on what you need to do but the key is uh, to be able to serve and lead take the first step and to be able to follow and support Um, I think those are the key centers of the road that God wants each of us to be on. And so it starts with recognizing God's part in our gender and and embracing God. So we embrace each other, we embrace ourselves, and ultimately we have to embrace the God who gave us ourselves. (laughs) When we embrace the gift that God's given, we have to also rely on, in order to be able to walk in that gift.